0: Hello, and welcome to Better Betting. Here are your hosts, the King of Timonium, Gary Quill, and the ruler of the
1: replays, Eric Rubin. Hey, and welcome to Better Betting. I'm Eric Rubin, and I'm here with my partner, the King of Timonium, Mr. Gary Quill. GQ, how be you?
0: I am not well. Actually, today I'm well, but... It's been a rough uh, week so far, Um, but uh, trying to put that behind me. I have uh, a Mr. Bud Light here with me, so if I get a little feisty, um, maybe that's a good thing for this podcast. Usually, I'm kind of reserved and whatever, but I'm going. I'm going to put it up a notch or two. Uh, We don't have a guest, so uh, we're going to just go back and forth, a potpourri of, of stuff. In addition to uh,
1: the keen and late pick five, so how uh, be you, Mister Air? I'm doing well. I'm excited to see you have a, a drink in front of you. Maybe you'll be uh, a little more exciting this week uh, <laughs> than usual. But no, you're always uh, you're always full of full of jokes. I just can't wait for the jokes this week. Oh, um, well, the,
0: the, the big joke was, you know, you're trash-talking me dissing Chad last week, not just in one race, but two, okay? I, both you and Mr. Pick5TK last week were all over Chad's first timer in a dirt race, and I'm going to, like, toss him. Look at his works. He's been at Monmouth all summer. He's a second stringer
1: which doesn't mean anything. <laughs>
0: I think he just finished. I think I just saw him around the all turn. Right. <laughs> he, he finished eight. Okay, so that's just one. And then the race that we all discussed and all oh, we were looking forward to, the 11th race of the pick five, Chad was another one. And you, and you took offense to me not liking Chad's horse because I mentioned if the horse was any good, Jose Lescano wasn't, wouldn't be on him. You took that the wrong way. I wasn't dissing Jose Lascano. (laughs) I was dissing the horse because it's kind of like I hate the NBA. I don't – outside of LeBron and Anthony Davis, I could give a crap. Uh, There's a a white guy who was uh, drafted um, by Dallas two years ago, and he's like the next great, great uh, player. Is that Djokovic or whoever? I
1: think Djokovic is a tennis player, but that's good.
0: That's true. Well, anyway, my point is um, when you're starting a fran say you're starting a franchise and LeBron and Anthony Davis is uh, available to start your franchise, and you're going to say, nah, I'm okay with them. I, I'm, I'm okay. I don't need either one of them. And you take some guy who is, I don't know, I know – Russell Westbrook's supposed to be good, but, you know, he's far from a top three player. So that was my point about Chad's horse with Jose Lescano. Jose Lescano is a good rider, but he certainly isn't Chad's first or second call, is he? So my – and and you had both Jose, who was on the eventual winner, and then you had Irad, who was on the horse that came in second. And the first timer with Jose came in eighth. It, does, it should It's not reflecting bad on Jose as a rider. It's reflecting bad on the fact that Jose and Irad's agent probably knew the horse wasn't a top tier horse. So they stuck with the horses who had a shot. And as you pointed out, they ran one two because they were the two best horses in the race. So, my apologies to all the Jose Lascano fans. I wasn't dissing Jose, I was just saying he's he's you know he's got the third call, you know, and uh, he does he does well with what he gets. Let's wait that way.
1: actually. I don't want to defend you, but he's got like the fifth call, but that's another story. Javier <laughs> Castellano, I think Joel even rides for uh, Chad once in a blue moon. But uh, I'm glad you were not dissing Jose Lascano, who's an excellent rider. He'd be a leading rider at most tracks, in my opinion. Unfortunately, he's at Naira. Not unfortunately, but he's at Naira. So he's, uh, you know, number seven rate on the depth chart, whatever it is, if not lower. But he's excellent jockey. Uh, and for the record, I didn't even like the horse. I didn't even use the horse. But because we were going back and forth so much that day, I ended up throwing, I think, like a small exacta with the horse I liked. I can't even remember that race who I liked. But I threw a small exacta in uh with the Chad horse just in case he uh did anything. But like you said, he didn't do anything. The first leg of that sequence was the other Chad first time, who I, I don't know if I love necessarily, uh, but I, I've talked to people about workout reports and I feel bad because when we record this, I don't have workout reports. But the first leg of that sequence at Belmont last week was a two-year-old race. In fact, uh there were three two-year-old races in that pick six last week. And the first one, uh I just used a workout report. So it was a horse, a three horse, I remember who had run before? Who was a speedball for Pletcher? Who I, I thought had a very good shot. I was thinking about singling him. He ended up coming in second. Ran a great race. Uh, but the workout reports also signaled the five, which was a Mott, and I want to say Alvarado horse and the eight, the Chad horse. So I ended up using the three, five, eight in that race, and I got through it with the five at nine to one. So the workout report workout reports came through. Actually, gave the exact there. Um, I'll try and I don't know how many people follow me on Twitter here, but i'll tweet out um either friday night or saturday morning for those interested there is a two-year-old race in the sequence today or saturday at Keeneland we're looking at so i'll get that workout report either friday night or saturday morning like i said i'll tweet out who i'm going to use from that race but we'll talk about it when we get up to that uh that race uh i know you wanted to bring up mystic guide our uh course i talk about my boyfriend yeah i I want to congratulate Mystic Guide
0: on the moral victory in the uh, grade one uh, Jockey Goal Club. You want to explain the moral victory he pulled off uh, the last The moral time? victory,
1: losing three quarters of a length, which is, how many yards is three quarters of a length? Like, three yards? Four yards? Two yards? I don't even know. It's, uh, I'm trying to think. Uh, probably like four yards I would think, right? A horse is about, what, six? No, a horse can't be six yards. There, It's 18 feet. Well, nah. whatever. He lost by about two yards. If we're looking at yards, yeah, he ran about 400 extra yards. So to me, he was the best horse in the race. But that's a story for another day. I call it a moral victory, even if I don't cash a ticket on him. <laughs> no, well, I didn't really bet. I didn't bet much on the race or I didn't bet it vertically because I wasn't taking short odds on those horses in a five-horse field. I'm not looking to bet. Um, but at the same time, uh, I thought he was the best horse in the race. And the winner, the, um what's the winner's name? The horse for the three-year-old, Happy Saver, yeah, from Maryland. He ran a nice race. I mean, listen, the horse saved ground, got like a perfect trip, but he ran a good race. Uh, Tacitus looked good on paper, and I've always been a fan of his, but we said he was 0 for 6 in grade ones and seems to always find trouble, something wrong. I don't think he found trouble. He just wasn't as good as the others on that day. I mean, they, he, he walked them through the first three quarters of you know of the race.
0: It was like zero excuse. That, that may have – the beginning of the end of Tacitus, you know yeah, I'm sure he's I, gonna lose he, his supporters yeah i i mean that 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 was just a bad showing for for him um but uh so i uh and again i um i'm I'm leaving no one no one is uh immune to my wrath in in the aftermath um since uh t k our guest last week was a uh uh, is a good friend of ours um he's going to, he's gonna get uh congratulations and he went he went five hundred he batted five hundred last week his lock his stone cold lock failed to even hit the board and but he he came through with uh, the winner in the last race right so he, he, We'll well him we'll, we'll congratulations that and Hey, if I could pick fifty percent winners, I, I'll be—I'll take that.
1: Yeah, no, definitely. As long as they're uh, above two to one, then you're going to make money, I guess. So. Exactly. Then <laughs> see, I look for like ten to one, so I only have to be right about you know eleven percent of the time. That's more right. my speed and, and making money that way. Um, all right, before we get into Keenan, was there anything else I missed? Do you want to talk about recap, whatever it was?
0: Gosh, uh, one other thing I wanted to mention was. Uh, where are all the horses? I mean, my trivia question to Eric, uh, which is a, a difficult trivia question, but what what do these three people have in common? And I'm calling these three people out. Jillian Tulloch, Ben Hoffman, and Keith Dolshow. The answer is they're all racing secretaries. Jillian at Laurel, Ben at Keeneland, and Keith at Belmont. I got, you know, the cards are piss poor. I mean, Keeneland should automatically attract. So so the racing secretary at Keeneland shouldn't have to go out and beg for horses to to run in races. I mean, they had an eight-race card on Wednesday. Come on. And I think two of the races were – $15,000 Fifteen thousand dollar made in claimers. Um, Belmont, we we actually wanted to think about doing Belmont this weekend, pick five, and you admitted that the card looked crappy, uh, the, the races weren't that good, and Laurel uh, Laurel's Saturday card is a bunch of claimers. So and 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 here's the here's the thing I don't understand, and I. No you you know people out on Twitter and anybody who listens to this chime in. There are owners all over the country complaining about horses that they enter for races and the races never go. Where are all these races that aren't being written, and why aren't they being written? But you know what? I guarantee you whoever the leading trainer is who has a barn full of horses at any of these three tracks, I guarantee you, if they want to race for a horse, it's going to get written. You know, oh, unfortunately, yeah. that, that, that's how life works in the horse racing. Area. Oh,
1: yeah. At Woodbine, Cassie can get a five-horse race written. Uh, Baffert at Santa Anita is going to get a four-horse race written if he needs it. But like you said, that's how it works. And I'm sure COVID a little bit to blame, but it's been going on for a long time. The problem is you have the same races like you have a three-year-old philly turf stakes at belmont at keeneland and another track on the same day and it's just there's not enough horses to go around we saw when the tracks were closed a lot of them you had great fields so that's an argument maybe we can have for another day but um uh, you know there's just too much going on uh, too many races of the same kind going on around the same area
0: and the thing is i mean i'm 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 ready to take the dive into horse ownership. I've established a LLC. I have friends uh, who want to go in with me on horses. I've, I've been watching horses, thinking about claiming, but hearing what's going on with, you know, you have a horse and it can't leave the barn because you can't get him into a race. And then you got the second wave of COVID hanging over your head. I, I can't pull the trigger on, on, you know, dropping a slip on a horse. So I'm hoping that come 2021, either in February or maybe March, things are a little better. You know, all, you know the, the big news that this week as far as the COVID front with the uh, vaccine makers is they're all pulling back. Because they've got problems, so that's not looking good.
1: You're cutting out a little bit there, GQ. Um, yeah, I heard from an expert uh, on the radio recently who was saying, you know, early next year uh, for a vaccine, and by March, April, it'll start to get to the masses. Um, so. Oh, GQ, you cut out a lot there. We heard a lot of what you said, and then I I spoke up while you were uh, you were out. But uh, we heard about your COVID, and you're not sure when the words are getting back. We missed the last like ten seconds. Yeah, right.
0: So you know, I'm 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 a I'm a would-be owner sitting on the sidelines due to the uncertainty of what's going on, and now I'm I think I'm just going to sit back and and wait for 2021, early 2021, hoping you know the coat. COVID, uh, vaccine comes through and, um, you know, racing, uh, pre 2020 comes through. So,
1: yeah, it's not a bad um, idea. I would not blame you one bit for that. Um, yeah. a- as we, as we get to the Keeneland card, uh, for Saturday, you know, one thing I mentioned early on, I kind of stopped saying it the last couple of podcasts cause I, I don't want to repeat myself and people probably don't care if I say it, but I really prefer that people who are listening can learn something from the podcast, hopefully, uh, about handicapping, about betting, et cetera. And, you know, I feel like if you just write down my picks and take them, that's great. I don't know if anyone does that or your picks. I don't know if people respect enough or want to do that. It just depends on how much time or effort they put in and, and their level of handicapping, but, you know, I'm hoping to help people and we've kind of had a rush because we've had guests on and we interview for a while and then we kind of rush through the car. So we have a little more time. We're not going to take too long to make it less painful for you all, but, uh, hopefully, we can go through like we were earlier in the uh, podcast, uh, earlier episodes, where we can kind of talk through how we handicap a few of the horses uh, to give you some ideas of what you might want to look for that maybe you're not looking for. Uh, and then I'm also going to talk this week more about like putting bets together as we do the cards, vertical bets. I'll say which races I'm planning on betting vertically, which I'm not, how I would do it. You know, what to do if I like an eight to one shot and a two to one shot in a race. How would I bet that? So we'll discuss that as well as the handicap, and then. Uh, have a little pick five ticket as well since that's uh, a popular bet. Uh, are you ready to uh, start going over Keeneland? I'm, re- I'm re- ready to roll. Let's
0: uh, move on with the pick five.
1: All right, so Keeneland on Saturday, October 17th. Race six begins late pick five. It's actually not a terrible sequence, it's pretty decent, I think. The early pick five doesn't look great as I saw a few 5 4 steals, but Race six is a starter allowance for $50,000 at seven furlongs. Uh, to the more novice players out there, a starter allowance means uh, that the horse had to start for a claiming price of that or less. So there's a $50,000 starter allowance. Horses had to start at some point either in their career or they might give a date range. I think in this time it's just in their career, right? That um, They had to start for $50,000 or less. So they had to be available for a tag. So we're going to start with the one horse, Cool Bobby, two to one morning line favorite. Frankly, I think Cool Bobby is the best horse in the field here. Uh, As we'll talk about pace dynamic, it might be up against, he might be up against it slightly, although I don't even think so, because as we spoke, I don't really care as much about expected pace. It doesn't work out. But three back, he started for 50,000. So you could have bought Cool Bobby. In fact, it was the only race of his career, I believe, although a couple aren't on the PPs, in which he was available for a tag. So because of that race, where he was um, up for 50 grand. No one took him. Sherry DeVoe was able to keep him. He won by 10 lengths that day. Uh, That made him eligible to uh, compete at this level. After that, he ran in Saratoga on August 1st. So I'll start with that race. And I thought he ran a very good race. Um, He was behind a 29-1 to shot who faded, and he kind of got caught behind that horse. It says shuffle back 716 to 516. It might not have been awful, but he definitely went from like a length out to like three lengths or more off the lead and then kind of, you know, went around that horse and made a nice run. Uh, Everfast towered over that field that day. He was just much the best uh, on paper and he ran that way. So Cool Bobby ran a really good race. He had 83 buyer in my system. I would upgrade that for the couple lengths he lost and momentum he lost to upper 80s. And then his last race at the allowance level, also first level allowance, he got in a big speed duel with a two to one shot who faded to fourth, beaten like four lengths or, or so, four and a half lengths by, uh, by Cool Bobby. So when they duel another horse who's a quality horse, a two-to-one favorite, obviously qualifies in that in an allowance race, a race that's tougher than this. Um, that, that's a very good race. So his 84 buyer to me is more closer to a 90 buyer. And for that, I think he's the best horse. Uh, I would key most of my bets uh, around him, even though he's only two-to-one. GQ, if you want to add anything with Cool Bobby, and then you can uh, move on.
0: No, it, um, as far as Brisnet goes, he's got the the best prime power for what it's worth. Uh, one for thirteen on a fast track. He's better on off off track. When when I when I handicap this, it was uh, um, uh, morning line, and for some reason I I kind kind of liked. Uh, cool Bobby and Jessup, the best, and sure enough, they turned out to be the two to one <laughs> and five to two. So I guess I guess I really wasn't uh, uh, finding any uh, diamonds in the rough. So yeah, uh, Cool Bobby has the speed, but uh, there's a lot of speed in here. Talking about speed, uh, the two horse Jessup claimed out of his last race for fifty grand by uh, trainer Danny Gargan. Uh, Dynamite looking horse. I don't know why uh, uh, people would maybe maybe they thought they wouldn't be claimed. I then again they only it only cost them 40 grand, but I'm sure they put a lot more into the horse by the time it got to the track. Uh, but uh, the horse has speed, Brook is maiden for fun uh, at Indiana Grand. Um, we'll be part of the pace, but uh, uh, if the track's playing the speed. It's whoever gets out on top. Other than that, um, you know, what do you think?
1: Yeah, my only concern about Jessup, uh, one thing that you said, uh, you know, why, why would they give him up even though it was for 50 more than they paid? I don't know. The horse won by five his first out in Indiana. Both his races yeah, have man. been almost like ne- – oh, go ahead. You had a, you wanted to say something?
0: Oh, no, no. Uh, you know, 97
1: Brisnet on that maiden race. Was it that good of a, a buyer? Yeah, I mean, he got an 84 buyer, which is as good basically as anyone in the field. I know Cool Bobby got a 93 three back if you're looking at the buyers, but you know, he's been getting 83, 84. So, yeah, as good as anyone, why they give up on him. But even without that, I mean, he ran well. My only concern is that both races have kind of been what I call like merry-go-round races, where you know, he was up on the lead, but the horse he dueled with stayed up second. The third horse stayed third the whole time. So maybe he was aided by the, the way the race was flowing. I'm not positive about that. He's still a good horse. Um, on the other end, Danny Gargan, 46% I have uh, first off the claim. He's just insane off the claim. You know, some of these quote super trainers, whatever they do to get these horses going, um, you know, so he's could be tough. I'm, I'm going to pass on him. He would be my third choice in this race, regardless of the odds. Uh, and at 5 to 2, um, you know, in, in my bets, I'm vertical bets. We'll talk at the end here. Uh, I'm going to disregard him, but I couldn't blame you for liking Jessup. Number three, Rob the Rich. This is a horse I don't really. Love in this spot, but his last race was good. First of all, he ran against um Jessup Tubac August nineteenth. Remember what I said about like the merry-go-round type race. If you look at the oh, August nineteenth race, Jessup was first. Rob the Rich, the three horse, followed him around the track and faded late, but held on for second. The third horse, Lavery, Lavery was like third the whole way, and then Rob the Rich comes back to win uh Maiden Special Weight in Indiana. He ran well uh, in that race. He actually uh, broke a little slow, like a length slow. It doesn't say it in the program there. Um, I can't even read my handwriting. He dual, whatever. He, he ran well. He was in a little duel. Uh, and I thought it was a, a, a good race. So the thing is, it was five and a half furlongs. It is seven. That's a difference. And it was against Maiden Special Weights at Indiana. This is starter allowance at Keeneland. I just think it is a tougher spot. So as much as I liked his last race, I I don't see it much worse than Jessup, but I'm going to avoid the, uh, the three Rob the Rich.
0: Yeah, if you if you don't like jessup how can you like rob the rich i i mean he he ran basically the same race uh in in winning by five and a half as he did when he lost by five to jessup so uh i'm I'm gonna take a pass on uh, Rob the rich and move on to um box of chocolates a horse that uh Didn't didn't embarrass himself. First off, the reclaim, which is a nice angle I like to see. The horse was uh, reclaimed by John Ortiz, trainer John Ortiz, when uh, Robertino Diodoro claimed the horse at Saratoga, 40,000 winners of two. uh, Or I'm sorry, that's where Johnny Ortiz reclaimed him. Um, Three back at Churchill, he was claimed for 50 grand. Whenever I see a, a trainer reclaim the horse it, tell, it tells me that they like the horse and obviously there, there were no issues with the horse. It was interesting how he brought him back and ran him on the turf but then again with the way we hear races don't go or whatever it's really hard to question you know where horses end up running you know it may, you know he, he, he claimed the horse uh month and a half ago by the time he ran him in this race, and the horse ran well. Uh, horse just looks like uh doesn't want to win. Uh, one for 18, nine times, second or third. Uh, I certainly would consider the horse in um, vertical bets, but uh, it, it would be tough to, to put him on top.
1: Yeah, it's, he, he's not impossible here. Um, you know, he fits okay. His race morphs uh, May 16th at Churchill. He was mostly three wide. He was bumped at the start, but I didn't think it had much of an effect on the race. He put up an 80 buyer, which is a little light, but competitive in this field. Uh, but he, he was wide, so he ran okay that race. I'm not sure what happened in the July 22nd race. You know, Even though it was a claiming uh, race, non-winners of two, maybe being at Saratoga was a little tougher, but he was nine to five in that race. And for those listening too, the allowance 1X, races, that's a higher level than the claiming non-winners of two. So like it says, claiming uh, 40,000 2NL or 2L. That means the horses haven't won more than one race. Many of you know this already, but the horses haven't won more than one race. They haven't won two lifetime. So those claiming races are a, a kind of, despite the the price tag, are, are a fairly low level because this horse the only one once. Um, but it's not like he's facing monsters in this field. So couldn't do it. Yeah. Uh, if there is a pace, which you said there's a lot of speed, I can see him getting up possibly. He would be my third pick in this race. I think Jessup's probably a little better than him, but I, I would take the four over the two just for the price. But he's not one of my top two that I like in this race. So I'll go on to five, Mr. K. He's actually going to be one of my uh, top two. Other than Mr. Bobby, this is a horse I like. and uh, Cool Bobby, and, and the one. Um, so the five, Mr. K is my other horse in this race that I like. Uh, he's 12 to 1, so I'm giving you a little price. Now, you has got to do something or else it's pointless, my price. First of all, for what it's worth, he won on the track. I know it was a maiden claimer, so I don't know how great it was. But he ran last race at the same level off a little bit of a layoff, and I thought he ran a, a pretty good race. He was checked on the backstretch um, um, off of a duel. So maybe it didn't actually hurt him, but that race was dominated by closers. It was a very hot pace. I've said don't necessarily look at times alone. But this time, the time is right. In 21-3 first quarter, it was a hot pace, and all the speeds kind of died. So even though he was checked back early, it might have helped him a little bit. But he was still relatively close to the pace, where Senor Jovim, if that's how you say it, who's in this race we'll get to, he was way back off that pace and was aided by the pace. So I thought his last race was good. He got an 80 buyer. I thought it was better between the checking and being a little close to a hot pace. i upgrade that. He's a 3-year-old, so he's probably still improving, late-season you know, late 3-year-old here. It was off a little bit of a layoff. He can get better. Neil Pesson won for me on Derby Day. So even though I don't really know him that well as a trainer, he uh, won that sprint race for me on the dirt on Derby Day with the horse I forgot in my life. And uh, I just think Mr. K, his last race is not much weaker than these. And I think he's improving. So I like him. And I think Cole Bobby's a better horse. But because of the price, I'm going to put Mr. K on top in most of my bets. And like I said, I'll talk about that. We're almost done with this race. Uh, you want to uh, finish with him and move on?
0: Yeah, I, you know, um, you did you watch the replay of it? last race? Okay, yeah. so because um, I mean, senior Jobin went up beating him, but you think uh, all pace okay, w- 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 was compromised uh, enough that he can turn the
1: tables. The further back you were, the better it was. So, uh, senior jobin had a big advantage. Now, you know, the only thing is, it could happen again because this race could set up with a lot of speed on paper, so maybe it will not favor. Senor Jobin, but I would still take Mr. K and not assume there's going to be a lightning fast pace. Plus he can sit up the pace. So hopefully he gets a good ride from Mitchell Marvel. Gotcha.
0: Um, yeah, that, that, that's all I, I, you know, nice, nice, uh, lat you know, I like the progression of the speed ratings, at least the, the brisnets, um, each, each race is only going into his fourth career race and, uh, they continue to climb. So who knows? haven't reached the ceiling yet so uh maybe uh we'll take that other step and and the and the odd thing is is obviously the stable uh doesn't doesn't bet on their own horse i mean he's been double digit odds all three races and he really you know he he he's got a win and a third and embarrassed himself first time out uh, when he was 22 to 1 so um yeah uh Mr. K i i'm on board with him, with, with you uh, moving on to the six, uh, Yankee seven, uh, three-time winner, which is tied for the most wins. There's a lot of, uh, non-winners of two in here. Um, but, uh, my knock on Yankee seven is he's living, uh, the good life going against Louisiana breads and, uh, there are no Louisiana breads other than himself in here. Uh, let, when he last ran against uh, Open, it was for nine winners of two, uh, 50,000 uh, way back uh, last September. Showed early speed and uh, just didn't have enough in the tank. I, I got a pass with uh, Yankee 7.
1: Yeah, no, I don't I don't care for him. And his race, uh, two back February 25th, set up for closer. So he got an 81 buyer, which, oh, that's decent in this field, but he got a perfect setup. The only argument you would have for Yankee 7, in my opinion, if you like him, he hasn't run since March. He's a four-year-old. He's probably a better – you can argue. I don't know if he is, but you can argue he's a better horse now, but he's too slow for me. Uh, I'm not using him at all. Send your Joe Beam. Again, if there's a lot of pace, maybe he can do something, but I already spoke about him. At the same level, uh, he was coming out of allowance races where he was not back – he was actually okay in most of I He mean, had one or two not good, but that was at Lone Star, so not exactly the hottest venue. Uh, he got a great setup. Yes, he broke a little slow last time, like one length slow. But it was a big speed duel. It was a lot of the, the pace came back. I thought he was aided big time. So his eighty buyer to me is more like a seventy buyer, seventy two buyer. He, he to me he doesn't uh, you know he doesn't qualify here. But if it's a meltdown, I can see someone liking him. So if you're someone who anticipates pace, you see a fast pace, you know why not throw him in? He can get up possibly. But I just think he's too slow.
0: Yeah, and, and the, the two times in his career, 22 race career, he's gone uh this seven furlong stretching it out. Uh he's never hit the board. Three times at uh Keeneland, never hit the board. Now those kind of stats can be deceiving. He could have been way over his head. Right. You know. Uh, it you know, his his Brisnet number, his best Brisnet number is an 82, which isn't horrible uh for not hitting the board at Keeneland. But uh, again, uh, nice bullet work uh, coming back uh, off of that um, second place effort seems to have issues uh, in the in the gate uh, and coming out of the gate. Two back was fractious in the gate, shuffled at the break, got boxed in four back. Um, The pace scenario might 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 help him as well. I'm kind of iffy on him. Uh, So I'll move on to uh, the number eight horse, Lonely Private, third morning line pick. My main knock on this horse who wound up uh, getting claimed out of a a 40,000 claimer restricted to three-year-olds, and here I go with my three-year-olds versus older and all that. I'm sorry. It's right there in black and white this horse has done well in his his short 10 race career when facing three-year-olds he's faced older three times and they're probably among his weakest races now you can argue that uh two races back at uh that powerhouse track indiana grand uh it was a um Key race because the winner and the second place finisher came back to win, in addition to Lonely Private. But, uh, and the, the distance suits him. He, he's never been worse than second uh, in three starts going at uh, the seven furlongs. But claimed out of the last race, I'm going to uh, pass. And uh, probably stick to my buns and fi- find find a, a winner somewhere else. I, I for some reason uh, I I
1: I'm not in love with any of them, so I guess I'm going to have to find somebody. I don't I don't know if the morning line maker was drinking heavily when he made the morning line. I do not see how this horse is lower than eight to one or ten to one. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe he's got better brisnet figures or third graph or something like that. But this horse doesn't oh, look like he has much of a shot.
0: Look, look back at all of his one race. or at least yeah every every race the horse has never gone off more than 5 to 1
1: he's never faced a field where <laughs> these horses are this good i mean exactly that he, he, True. Listen, I'll, I'll look like a fool fine it's common i don't think he has any chance and i can't see him going off maybe not even single digit odds he might be double digit odds but if he's under 6 to 1 you're a fool if you bet him I'm sorry, I usually don't say that. The horse had an easily last time, and he still didn't run a figure that's even competitive with these, let alone that would win it, with an ideal setup. So unless he's gotten 10 lengths better since his last start somehow, maybe he's maturing a three-year-old, but uh, we'll see. We'll see the odds. But uh, uh, he's nowhere on my ticket at all. So before we go on, just talking about betting, we talked about like the pick five ticket, but vertically. This is a race I'm interested in betting vertically because I think the one's the best horse, the most likely winner. But I also think the five has a chance, and he's twelve to one. So this is where some people might disagree with me. But people who make money, I don't think would. Um, twelve to one, assuming that's the price on the five, you might be a little shorter than that uh, compared to, let's say, two to one on Cool Bobby. I'm going to bet the five. Uh, you know, even though the one is is I think more likely to win, I'd rather have five or six times the odds on the five. I'm going to bet an exacta. I'm going to box the one and five in an exacta. I'll probably bet a little more with the five on top just because of the price. Uh, unless I really thought the one was just that much better and and the five had no chance of beating him really. And he was second best. then I bet one five even straight, but I'm going to box an exact. I'll bet a little extra with the five on top. I'll bet some triples too. And I'm going to use the the one and five and the triple. I'll use the four with them and the seven with them. So I'll basically box one, four, five, and I'll box one, five, seven for like 50 cents or whatever. If you're a small better, that's fine. I'm not that big of a better. So maybe I'll box it for 50 cents. And then I'll bet more with the one five in first, so it'll be like one five over the one four five seven. So one or five has to win, and then I might do more with the one five with one five with four seven. So if one five come in first and or second, four seven just have to come in third. So I'll adjust the amount I bet on position in the triple. Meaning, if the one and five win, I'm gonna have it for more money, and if they come in first and second, I'm gonna have the triple for even more money. Uh, Than the other way around, but I'll box it for fifty cents or a dollar or something, just so I, if it comes in seven five one, you know I'll have something. Um, even though I said I don't really like the 7, I can see him coming out for third maybe, and um, I know Jessup, up the two can win this. I, I know he's probably good enough, but for five, you know, if he was six to one, I'd try, but for five, you only leave him out. And the three's not terrible either, but I, I'm gonna leave that horse out as well. Um, I'm ready to go on, unless you want to add anything there. You good? Move on, young man. All right, race seven. Two-year-old race, so uh, people out there will be happy. I don't have much to say. I use the workout reports. I'll tweet it out. Um, I'll tweet out the workout – not the workout reports. I'll probably get, like, copyright infringement. But I'll tweet out who I'm going to bet based on my studying and looking at workout reports if you're interested. So I'll do that by Saturday morning, uh, the latest. There is amazing breeding in this race. I don't know if you looked some of this stuff up. Uh, I'll share some nuggets with you if you haven't. Uh, I'm on the one – I'm not on the one, but we start with the one. I don't have anything to say. The dam is 0 for 3 with first-time starters. Romans isn't really a first-time starter trainer. Unless the workout report says something good, I'm not going to use the one. GQ, you're up for the two? Uh,
0: He's got a nice workout pattern. But uh, uh, Keelan has proven with these maidens, especially first-timers, breaking from the one hole, it, it's tough. So, uh, yeah, I don't see the horse being able to overcome that. Go ahead. One, two, two, or, oh me, okay. Hippie
1: Cowgirl. Oh I'm sorry. Yeah, you you go ahead. I am sorry. Hippie Cowgirl, did you look up any of this horse's siblings because you're good with the No, uh,
0: I I didn't have time to do any of that.
1: All I, right. It's I'll usually I'll, you I'll do that. Start okay. by
0: saying, I'll just start by saying it's pretty it's a pretty good markup from that twelve thousand five hundred uh breeding um uh, price to get two hundred grand for this horse. That's because of the dam, yeah. Get, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll let you get into that. All I'll say is, I don't know, I don't, don't see a lot of success coming out of Arlington Park off of the torpedo, uh, the all-weather track. And the fact that this filly ran against the boys really doesn't uh, move her up in my eyes, even though she, she stepped up big time as far as her speed figure from her first start. I think a two-year-old the two-year-olds, the fillies, just like in every other species, including humans, the fit, fit, the females mature earlier than the males. So that's why I I have no problem betting a a filly against the boys uh,
1: when they're two. So you can take it from here. Yeah, I didn't think I didn't think his last her last race was that bad. She had a very wide trip. It was on the poly tracks. Who knows how that would transfer? But I thought the race was, was decent enough. But I looked up the siblings to this one. This horse is a half to three horses who are pretty good: Creative Cause, Destin, if you remember for Pletcher, yeah, and Vexatious, who just what, Midnight Bisu, won that Grade One race in uh, Saratoga. Yeah. So those are three halves, and the interesting thing is those three halves are all sired by Giants Causeway. So. I don't know if Giants Causeway is still alive. Did he pass? I can't remember. I seem to think he might've, but I could be wrong. I, I,
0: I, I don't want to say yes. If yeah. I don't know.
1: But if, if Giants Causeway is still out there and he has a baby with a dream of summer and you can get your hands on that one, <laughs> creative cause, Destin and Vexatious, all of Giants Causeway by dreaming of summer. Unbelievable. Or maybe I said that backwards, but unbelievable. Uh, so for the breeding purposes, and for the fact that the race was pretty good, and all those horses are dirt horses who are good, that he's uh, have to. So I'm definitely gonna use the two. The three horse, I didn't think there was any excuse the first race. So why is he why is she gonna get 10 better 10 less better? E Wilkes is definitely better second out. The workout seemed decent, I guess, although I'm gonna see the workout reports. I'm only using the three at six to one. If the workout reports are good, if not, I'm not using the three.
0: Yeah, the uh just one last thing I'll I'll point out. Uh uh with the breeding of the two hippie cowgirl, all three that others have that you mentioned were really good, but one thing about all three, they were best going long. It's good that she's getting seven furlongs, you know, versus the four and a half and five that she got the first two races, so maybe the seven will certainly help help her out. Um, as far as the the three three tipsy chicks. Uh, again, I I kind of go by you know how was the horse bet the first time out? It was very chilly on the board for being an Ian Wilkes horse, and uh, the, the the fractions were really quick and they slowed down late. But this horse, uh, I don't know. I guess uh, Frenchy just um, you know pulled in the reins and and said let's let's go for another day. So. Uh, a, the, the workout since, uh, two bullets uh, on the farm, uh, not too bad. But uh, uh Peru is not winning at um,
1: uh, Keeneland this week. Uh, oh, I'm uh, sorry. I, I don't know. Is he back, I guess? I don't really watch during the week. Yeah, no, he is more. back. He is back. Okay, yeah, because yeah, I, I
0: lost money on him today, which is uh, Thursday <laughs> afternoon on a horse. That was three to one. Um, so uh okay, so we'll move on to number four, one of the uh, other first timers, Miss Dial. Miss Dial is one of two first timers in here for uh Tom Amos. And here's another one that you know cost three three hundred and ten thousand uh in the ring and uh dialed in. Alvin's getting a lot of Good runners these days, which is going to make uh, TK Kugler at uh, Wasabi Stables happy since he uh, bought a t- uh, offspring sired by uh, uh, Dialed In. But, uh, yeah, Tom Amos does really well, 20% with his first-time starters. Uh, the work pattern's nice. Uh, uh, I'd like to see more on the track. Sorry, that's all I can. In. This is
1: a full to Shalone. Chalone, C-H-A-L-O-N, right? The um, turf sprinter, a uh, dirt sprinter, okay. who was a very good sprinter, Still around, and actually he's won a few races recently. I don't think he's the same as he used to. I think it's a, a guy, Chalone. Um, Not the same as the horse used to be, but this was a, a top-class sprinter who won first out. So this missile is a, ha- a full to that horse. Uh, so I got to use the form between Amos' stats and the fact that that's a full to a, a top-class sprinter there. So I'm going to use a four. I'm going deep in this race because I hate going deep in these races because they're like guessing games. The one at Belmont last week, I, I referenced earlier in the show, uh, I only used two or three horses, three, five, eight, that race. You know, I'd rather go, so many people go deep in these races because it's kind of a guessing game for many, that I'd rather go short. But in this one, because of so much breeding and successful trainers, I'm going to end up going deep. Uh, the five, an Asmussen horse, willful woman, at uh, a Nyquist, you might remember him recently, a runner. Uh, the dam Foxy Dance Soar. I don't remember the horse as a runner, so I might have mispronounced it. Two for four with first-time starters. So her runners, her babies, two for four first out. Steve Asmussen winning everything as a two-year-old. I'll use. I'm sorry, I'm giving you almost seven. But I'm going to use this horse as well. Again, it's really a guessing game for me, other than the the breeding, but even that's kind of guessing.
0: I was waiting for you to say the secret word. You know, when when they're out of dams who produce. Uh, horses that can win first time out all the female handicappers like to use the secret word they're precocious
1: very good very so
0: good. i and i'm glad that you did that research because this is one of the three i'm going to use in this race uh the uh the fact that asmussen has a second time starter in here that really did nothing even though it was one that turf. And uh, Santana decides, you know what? No, I'll go with this first time or, you know, 400,000 uh, in the ring. The fact that, and here's here's something grasshopper you might be able to learn when you're frustrated about these two-year-old races, okay? This is where you read between the lines or read what is presented to you. If you look at the work tab, okay? The horse was working at at uh Churchill downs right, and starting on august twenty first which is the second to, to earliest uh published workout for four consecutive workouts, the horse had a gate work that indicates to me the horse had issues at the gate mm-hmm. you know dealing with at the, uh, the gate and so Looks like they finally you know even though you know his last gate workout was the slowest of six that day, but then he comes back and and he he's working out going five furlongs, so you know that he you know Asmussen's thinking this horse might might uh need need a little distance, but what I wanted to point out number two about looking at the workouts is he's had the horse at Churchill downs and he thought enough of the horse that he knew or he had a race in mind that the horse was ready to run uh, and he shipped him over to Keeneland to his Keeneland string versus just keeping him at Churchill and shipping him over. So I look at that, you know, right or wrong, people can say you're full of crap, but it works for me. So I see a lot of positives in this line for this first-timer. And the fact that uh, – um, I forget who else uh, this uh, – uh, Joan and Alex uh,
1: Leblong—they
0: Aren't they New Yorkers? They have a lot of horses. No, here. they're – They uh, had the
1: big beat. Arkansas, the big they Arkansas the big people, I think. Yeah. Oh, okay. I'm pretty sure. I know they have horses in Oakland all the time. I think they're from that region, okay. but I'm not positive. Um, all, right. all right, I'll tell you what, I can speed this up because I don't want to spend a half hour on a two year old race that I don't have any opinions. So I'll just go through the rest like in two seconds. Uh, the six, I'm not using unless the workout report says something great. Mia at midnight, the six. The seven, Belfiore, closed pretty well. It was actually really flying at the very end. Um, and, and it wasn't like they slowed down that much at the end. So I don't really like big closers at Keelan, but that's the worst I'm probably going to throw in the seven. Uh, Dottie, the eight, I just it wasn't good first out unless the workout report says something good I'm not using. The nine, the dam is 0 for 1 with her first time starters, so only one to race. But with Drew Arnold, even though he's not really first time trainer, I'm going deep here. I'm going to throw that horse in. The ten, I bet you can even guess this. Who is the ten a full sister to?
0: I have no idea.
1: Oh, Midnight Beesu. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> so Wicked Bisu is, in fact, a full to Midnight Bisou. So I guess <laughs> I have to throw that horse in. That's why she's so that's why she's the 4 to
0: 1 morning line favorite because she's a fuller midnight Bisa.
1: I guess as word gets out, she'll end up being the favorite, my guess, without knowing any inside information. Oh, and Midnight Busu yeah. won her first race at Keeneland as well. So it doesn't mean that uh, this horse it. is going to run because Midnight Misu was such a good runner and is or just retired. But anyway, so I'm using the 10, the 11, the, Wicked the 11 thinking. I was planning on using this horse. I just, I mean, was on the turf, whatever, right against Royal Approval and just won a stakes race. It's one of the best two year old Philly. Turf sprinters uh, in the country after two or three races. So she ran against a, a kind of a monster there. So I was a little shocked nine to two. I thought I was a little short, maybe because of who she ran against. So I'm going to use the 11, uh, but less, more reluctantly. uh And the 12 for 12 to 1, I'll use too. It's an Asmussen horse. um the, the race she ran, it was on the turf, uh, but I thought it favored closes a little bit. It was up on the pace. So for 12 to 1, Asmussen, great second time. So I'm going to use the 12. So I'll just finish up. I'm going deep in this race. I, I'm, I'll just give you the numbers. two five two four five ten are my main four, but I'm also probably going to use seven, nine, eleven twelve. That's There's eight runners in this race, and if anyone else has great workout reports, I'll add. Uh, if, like, the mo- Motion Horse has banned workout reports, although it won't have any because it races um, at, um what's his place, Fair Hills or whatever it's called, so they won't have workout reports. So I'm probably going to go eight deep here, maybe even deeper. All right. If you want to add anything, GQ. Go for it. I don't want to rush you through the race if you want. No, to
0: no, talk. no. What I'll do is I'll, I'll put um, your Midnight Bisou uh, full in the winner circle by leaving her off my, my ticket. All right. Because Mr. and Mrs. Mays had seven kids, but they only had one Willie. So um, with that, I'll uh, leave Wicked Bisu off uh, my uh, ticket. Uh, the only thing I'd add is I do like uh, the eleven horse. Thinking Graham motion uh, doesn't do much with his first time. Much better, and um, the horse that uh, she ran behind came back and won the the Grade Three Matron. Uh, right. Yeah. So uh, I'm and and the fact that Graham gets Tyler Leone to ride this horse. Is huge because based on my Brisnet statistic, Gaff Leon's only ridden for grand motion once over the last year. So, they're just Tyler know, like Ty, Tyler like I said last week. I, if he was on a Billy Good, I'd bet him. So on the turf, and he's doing well. And um, uh, so I'm I'm just going to go five eleven two in uh, race seven. If right. You can move on to.
1: No, I was just going to say, I think Motion and Tyler almost never have horses at the same track. That might be part of the reason he doesn't ride for him, but um, let's move on to where I say it's not a big deal. That's not true. Motion's in Maryland. Gaffling never in Maryland. He's in Florida. Motion doesn't go to Florida that much.
0: Motion is always coming to Kentucky with his turf horses.
1: All right. Well, yeah, but Tyler hasn't been there until like this past year. So anyway, let's move on. We don't have to argue about that. By a year... Just one mount in a year. All right. Well, maybe Motion knows what he's doing by not giving him mounts, but I won't talk about that. Jose Lascano, Tyler Gaffleone, you give me the choice. No question I'm taking. And we disagree on that. Um Ritzy AP. <laughs> go New York go. Ritzy AP. You know, we're Ritzy gonna have a challenge. We're gonna have a challenge one of these days. Yeah, we gotta get a match race somehow. We'll get two even horses, yeah. put them both on, and like... <laughs> wait anyway. Race 8 is a high level, a third level allowance, 75000 on the turf, going a mile and an 80. This is a, a very interesting race, I thought. Um, I'll, there's a few horses I don't like at all, so I'll go real quick through those or I won't even say anything. But uh, Ritzy AP is a horse who I would use as my second or third horse here, specifically for the price. I have one horse I like a little more than the others. You probably know who it is already. And then there's like four of them I think are about equal. And out of those four, two are short prices, two are long prices. So I'm going to use the two longer prices out of those four. And I talked about vertical betting. I'm not betting race seven vertically, so I didn't forget to mention anything. Going, uh, you know, I'm not taking guessing anyway. So race eight, Rizzy EP. His last race was pretty good. I thought it really well. No, I should say pretty good. It's better than it looks. It was the race that Flavius race, which I said I hit that 25k. I can keep throwing it out there. Uh, pick five. That was a race that really helped closers. Flavius was way back. Um, as was Snapper Sinclair came in second. Flavius came back to do absolutely nothing in a race at Keeneland recently because he had a perfect setup that other day, and he didn't get it uh, at Keeneland uh, last week or whenever it was. And Ivar, who came in third that race that Rizzi AP Uh ran in, he came back and won that Keeneland race last week. It was either a turf stakes or uh, I'm not even sure it was an allowance or stakes race, but it was a, a, a quality race. Ivar was on the pace on September 7th, and he hung tough for third. We talk about moral victories. I've talked about, like, Mystic Guy was the best horse in that race, but he didn't win. I got lucky. Flavius was not the best horse in that race. Ivar was, but Flavius won the race, uh, and Ibar and didn't. You still, and you
0: still cashed the ticket? You still the I, I
1: thought about not cashing it. The problem is it's electronic, so it's automatic. I couldn't do anything about it. If it was oh, okay. a ticket, I would have torn it up and not collected the 25 or something, <laughs> because it, I didn't deserve it. But – I would have complained to Gulfstream when I missed that $60,000 pick six, even though I had the best horse and lost my freaking nose. But anyway, um, so the point is, the last race really favored closers. Ritzy AP was up on the pace. Now, he faded badly, so it's not like he ran great, but I thought he had an excuse. His race before that was on the soft turf, so not that I would throw it out, but a little bit throw out. And his other race before that on June 20th in a grade two, I thought he ran uh, very well um in that race i'm not sure why because i didn't write down my notes but it, my, oh he um, he dueled with factor this it was an even money shot it was a you know basically a grade one type grade two horse duel with that horse before fading so i don't love ritzy ap i think the horse has a shot there's not a lot of speed here there's only one of the horse i think with speed so same ground outside shot i'm using ritzy ap i'll be quicker on the other horses because i don't like too many others
0: all right yeah, Ritzy R- R- AP's got the best um, Brisnet career going this mile, mile on the eighth on the turf. hasn't won in five shots, but still. <laughs> well, look, look at his last
1: two years. Look at his record last two years. Zero wins. That's a little scary. Yeah, right.
0: And, and that that was that was going to be my next point. Uh, that that best didn't come the last two years. Um, for a horse that's th- three out of uh, twenty nine with eight seconds. Uh, It's hard to hard to put them vertically on top. Uh, Moving on to number two, uh, horse that I I probably like the best is uh, Don't Blame Rocket, the two horse. There's a lot. There 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 seems to be um, not a lot of speed in the race. The horse is always there, regardless of what you know. The horses run in grade ones, two threes, you know. Every everywhere the horse shows up, um, he's he's running his best. Um, the fact that uh, three back at this exact, uh, pretty much exact level, going a mile and sixteenth at Churchill Downs, ran fourth, coming off of a couple month layoff, uh, ran behind Column Road, who will not draw into this race, so you don't have to worry about Colum Road, but. Uh, I really like uh, the two, don't blame the rocket. Since it's got the jockey who is probably second best to Los, Los, uh, Jose Lascano, Tyler Gaffney.
1: There you go. Um, this horse, I was surprised to see two-to-one morning line. It might be accurate, but I really thought like four or five of them were kind of similar, and he was one of them. I thought maybe he was slightly better, but two-to-one seems a little short to me, and that's why I'm not probably going to be using him very much at all. Two-back was pretty good on a soft turf. He had a wide trip and speed held pretty well. So I thought he ran well. And then he went to grade one race last time. I mean, it was just a really tough race. He was 29 to one. He didn't have much of a shot. I almost ignored that race. So he definitely could do well, but he's a six-year-old already. Is he getting any better? You know, his races are fine, but they're not necessarily better than these. Two to one. If he was six to one or five to one, maybe I'd use him. Two to one, I'm not. But I know he could do it. Plus, he had not a lot of speed. The three, I'm, I'm not you. First time on the turf. He's too slow on the dirt. I can't imagine he's going to run better on the uh on the turf so i'll move on to the four unless you want to say something about the three uh, uh, uh moon.
0: three, the, 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 three the, the name says it all troubling moon go ahead start talking about the four
1: all right sorry i forgot to laugh uh the four midnight <laughs> tea time this is a quality horse too i thought it's similar to the two uh two back in saratoga going a mile and three eighths if i read that properly Uh, Ran fine, came in second, you know, race didn't really favor speed or closes, I thought it was an even race, he ran okay, I didn't love him that day at 5-1, to I actually didn't like it all, I don't think, Um, but ran fine, and then last race, had a pretty, you know, a little bit of a wide trip, but it wasn't crazy, again, a race that didn't really favor speed, didn't favor closes, consistent type horse, you know, we'll we'll see, the horse is fine, I I would think he's like the third most likely winner here, but for seven and two, I don't think he's much better than the others, so I'll pass on uh, on the four as far as uh, my uh, you know most of my bets just because of the price.
0: Yeah, if, if, if two races back at you know a similar level at Saratoga, if the horse was running at this distance, may have been a winner with Saez. I'm not that impressed with with this one, but I say this horse. Which is the four Midnight Tea Time holds the key because I'm just going to temporarily jump over. Uh, not a lot of speed in this race, and the six, even though uh, it seems to be way uh, out class, has never gone this distance. The horse's speed, speed's been holding. There was a 47 to one horse that that won today on the lead uh um uh, on the on the turf so knowing this jock who can get horses out on the lead um the six horse busy channel I certainly would uh throw in my horizontal bets if you want to go back to
1: um the five counter yeah no I don't have my counter offer the one bigger figure counter offer put up was July 17th I don't know if you remember that race at uh, Saratoga, um, and, and he got a great setup and set up for closers. He cut off, uh, Boom De Boon or whatever. Who's uh, I forgot how to say oh, the name. Yeah. it. Yeah, was like Ian Wilkes, I think horse, a closer also. So that horse could have even won the race. I'm surprised I didn't take him down. But anyway, um, he got a great setup and he still didn't run fast. So I don't like the five to six. The only thing would be if he's the only speed in the race, I'm not going to bet a horse that I don't think is that good. Just hoping he's the only speed. The seven, my old friend Corelli. I don't know if you remember a single Kim. <laughs> Not too well. I think last time he ran, um, I singled him. Guess what? I'm probably singling him again, Corelli. Really? My fear is he's 0 for 8 the last two years. The counter argument is he's run against a lot better horses than these. So I'm hoping. I I was shocked. I really thought he was going to be the favorite. I think he might go off the favorite. I'm hoping the last race scares people away. But if you go to the United Nations, he put up a 99 buyer, which would win this race, and he had a wide trip, very wide. So that's why I liked him last time. Last time he was running against Channel Maker, who regularly runs over a hundred buyer. Cross Border, who's a hundred buyer horse. Um, um, Sadler's Joy was in that race, had some trouble late. If you remember, um, there was a, a lot of bumping late in that race. And well, Sadler's yeah. Joy is a hundred buyer horse. I mean, he was running against the fifth best horse in that race. Was the best horse in this race. So it was also soft turf. Now he's from Europe, but um, maybe they brought him over here. Because he didn't like it soft and it's so soft over there all the time. I don't know. I don't want to guess, but his race two back and three back are just better than these uh, against Benner. And he doesn't have much speed. He's shortening up. So the distance is a question. He usually runs a lot longer. Even in Europe, he was going a mile and a half, mile and three quarters. That's my only fear. Not that he's not good enough, that it's going to be too short and he's going to come up short. And I hate singling closers, but if I don't single him, I got to go like five, six deep here. So I'm just taking a stand with Corelli and I'll talk about my vertical bets at the end. The eight horse, I don't like uh, at all. So I don't have to talk about him. So go ahead. Seven, eight, whoever you want to talk about.
0: Well, uh, no, no, no. Uh,
1: Corelli, you notice know, who the owners are. Who's you? Oh, your favorite stables. That didn't sweat you last time <laughs> on, <long>, but <laughs> well, I hope yeah. you're right this time and I hope I get five for hey, one. I don't think I will.
0: I, I, excuse me. Um, I recall the, the, 2 year olds from last the, the first race in the sequence I used uh I said oh my favorite and the horse wound up winning paid 27 dollars that was the same baby race that Chad's uh dirt horse got bet off the board so yes uh Augustine stable I say uh like you said the horse might be ignored based on you know the the numbers figures he's just not a grade one horse what shows when the horse ran in Great Britain that he was a grade one horse. Nothing. He never ran, ran in a group Group one or two or whatever. So it was way over his head. And um, I'll I'll give you a, a little nugget of good information for you. This horse is not going to be far back. Florent Giroux is I on the right. horse. Florent, I trust Florent will take the horse, maybe not on the lead, but it'll probably be closer to a, a race that he ran in the United Nations. I'd say mid-pack, you know, I'd say he'd be in the, the, the first flight or two. So, and, and on top of it, like I said, there's not a lot of speed in this race. So if if you really like Corelli, you're not going to have to worry about him being a deep closer. I, I think that uh, um, race at uh, Belmont just wasn't the way he uh typically ran because his last two races he wasn't that well far back.
1: he lunged at the start that race so he spotted the field a good 5-10 lengths that's why he was so far back that race but you're right the thing is he's shortening up a lot so usually they shorten up you know he did not have speed going long but I don't even care where he is as long as he wins I hate singling closers but he's just so much better than these, I think I could be wrong but I think he is um yeah
0: we'll move on to the eight net game uh you know the horse horse has been around he's an eight-year-old He's, he's been loving life running at Prairie Meadows against the uh, Iowa Reds. Of course, there's only one for 17 on the turf life, lifetime. Uh, I just don't see it. Plus, I mean, what the hell happened to Rafael Bejarano? He used to own, like, Santa Anita Del Mar. And I'm thinking, okay, well, maybe I'm being too hard on him. You know, he's old. He's not old. He's only 38. I mean, Mike Smith's 54 or whatever. So I have no idea what's going on with Horano, but used to be, you know, oh, Bayerano's on him.
1: Now it's like, oh, Horano's on him. I think he might have been a little overrated, a little bit. He was good uh, based on the competition in Kentucky and, and California. It's not the greatest jockey colonies compared to like in New York, in my opinion. And then he had a lot of injuries oh. too. So I'm sure that played a role. What, the fact that the 10th best jockey in New York will be the best jockey in Kentucky and the best jockey in California? I think New York is a little better. Anyway, I don't like the eight. I don't talk about him. He has no shot in my opinion. The nine hierarchy would be my second pick if I went too deep. It's just not worth it in the pick five for me to go too deep in this race and double my bet. I don't love hierarchy. I just think he's similar to a couple others I mentioned, and I'll, I'll recap at the end. But the nine hierarchy, he's raced two back. Uh, first of all, he won a second level allowance, optional climbing three back. So the, the level just below this, he won pretty easily. Then he goes into a hundred thousand dollar stakes race at Ellis against um I think it was against some of these, but um maybe it wasn't a mile and a quarter. He ran well, came second to factor this. I didn't think it was a closer setup race. He did save ground a lot, so that helped. So I didn't love the race but he ran well. And then his last race again on soft turf, um it was, first of all, a tough race. It was a grade three, but Arklo is like a grade one horse. Zulu Alpha is a grade one horse. That was like almost a grade one race. Um, so that was a really tough race. And um, I, I can excuse that, even though he didn't get a good figure. He was improving before that race. I think back against horses who are a little more, he's competitive. But I think he has a decent shot here. He would be my second pick in this race.
0: He might be my first pick. You know why? Look at, look my second. at, who, look at who ran third to him. Or, yep. or he, you know, he, he was nowhere in the race. He over his head in the Grade Three. Right. But I mean, Zulu Alpha ran third in that race. And this is breaking news: The horse that ran second, Red Knight, about ten minutes ago, won the Grade Three Sycamore at uh,
1: Camden. Mm-hmm. As we speak. well, I said that was so, like a Grade One field. It was a uh, it was a tough field. You're right. Yeah, it was. So, um, gosh.
0: Here, here's another one. Corey Lannery, two out of 42 at,
1: at the current meet at Keeneland.
0: What the hell happened with him?
1: Yeah, small sample. It's leaky. I don't watch say, it's, too much Keeneland, so I don't stringer, know how it done.
0: You got these second string jockeys who can't make it in New York, so they got to run uh, run at Keeneland and Churchill, right? Exactly. <laughs> You're learning.
1: Uh, You're for- like
0: a real New Yorker. Yeah, uh, the best jockey colony in the
1: world is in New York. Oh, absolutely, no question. I think anyone who thinks otherwise is crazy or doesn't know anything about horse racing. Can I go well, on to? Uh, what
0: about? What about in
1: December and January and February? Is the best. they, leave. they go to go, No, they go to <laughs> Florida, Florida is the best colony. But it's all New Yorkers. That's why it's the best. <laughs> and I swear, I know I'm biased, in New York, but I'm no being really. There, am being honest. That I truly believe that it is so far superior to anyone else. So far, it's not even close. Yeah, yeah, that's that's why um,
0: Fair and Peterson's going to New York. Well,
1: it's the winter. Everyone's leaving, so we'll see how she does. Good luck to her. Um, I'm going to go on to number ten, if you don't mind, because uh, I'm trying to speed it up here as much as I love oh, arguing oh. with you. Uh, my rabbi is going to be disappointed in me, but I'm going to go against number ten, Temple here. I think the always has <laughs> a shot. Basically, he has as good a shot as like four or five others. Probably similar to hierarchy, similar to the two horse who was a two to one shot. Um, I had this horse singled. Uh, ended up going off six to five, nothing special. Four back at and got like the perfect trip, a perfect trip, same ground, and and just found seam and got through on the Louis side. It was a great ride. So that race was like a perfect setup, and he has not run fast enough to win at this level, I don't think. Since then, his last race was fine against Midnight Chief Time. Uh, you know, it wasn't great. I, I just – I don't see a reason to use Temple here. Um, you know, in vertical bets, I'll talk about – I'll use them in triples and stuff, but I'm not going to use him. Uh, and, and I can make it quick too. The 11 and 12, to me, don't have much of a shot, uh, so I'm not going to use them uh, at all. So I don't really have too much to say about them. Even though I was kind time. of
0: surprised. I, I thought, I thought uh, may, maybe the uh, 11 had a shot, but his, his, his numbers just aren't all that uh, great. Uh, yeah, I have nothing more to add. Uh, you know, Forget about the
1: AES. If they get in, I, I don't see I'm making it. Yeah, any I don't noise. usually handicap them. I just want to talk vertically real quick because I said I do that. I'll try and make it as brief as possible. But I am singling the seven and the uh, Corelli and, uh, and the pick five here. Um, in my bets, though, I'm going to bet exactors. I'm going to use the 179. So I'll do a little box. One, I'm not a big, you know, just exact box fan, but I'll box it for. Depending on if I want to bet a lot or not, a dollar or two dollars, uh, one, seven, nine exact a box. And then I'll key the seven. So I'll do a one seven box, I'll do a seven, nine box, and then I'll do more, a lot more with the seven on top. So I'll have uh, again, it depends how much you're betting, maybe five, maybe ten, maybe more if I really see what the odds are. But I'll do seven over one nine. Not because I think the one and nine are that much better than the others, but I think they're similar to the two and four, who are gonna be a much shorter price. So I'd rather take a chance with the prices. Uh, I'll bet triples. I'll put the seven on top of the one nine, and then I'll use a bunch of words in third. Uh, I'm probably gonna use the one, two, four, nine, ten for third, the words that I think have a shot. So seven over one nine over one, two, four, nine, ten. And then I'll do seven with one, two, four, nine, ten with one nine. So if I'm confusing you, basically, I'll key Corelli. He's gonna have to come in first or second in the triples, and then I'll have the one nine with him. So I'm gonna have to get the one and nine with the seven. So it can come in seven, one, and then I'll have a bunch of other horses, or seven, nine, I'll have a bunch of horses with them. Or it can come in seven, something else, one, or seven, something else, nine. And the seven can even come in second, because I'll put the one, nine in first also. So if one of them win, and Corelli comes in second, I'll still have a chance at a triple. And I may do that similar in the Superfecta. So I'm playing around with the seven over the one, nine, and a little bit under the one, nine, if that makes sense to you. All right, we'll move on to race nine, the Raven Run. I thought it was a really good race here. Um the one never forget. Um I, I now the horse, this is a race to look at, the Wisconsin race, the last race of the eight bells, uh grade two last race at Churchill. Wisconsin. I'm sorry, never forget did have trouble at the break. Uh did have a bad start, but this was a huge, as big a speed goal as I've seen in horse racing recently, between um four races. Graces. And, oh, it was a Brad Cox horse. I forgot the name. Who I didn't like that day, but who was um, even money, that race, uh, also. So Ford Races was four to five, and this other horse was even money. They dueled like crazy. The even money horse faded to fourth, and Ford Races held second. Wisconsin won, only, and I had Wisconsin that day, actually, but only won. That's another one where I didn't get a moral victory. Ford races was a better horse. But I, I got the win with Um Had a great setup to close. So even though Never Forget had a bad break you oh we had a bad break and didn't run that far behind Ford races. the further back you were the better so it got a good setup so that 89 buyer to me is really like maybe an 80 at best i just think the one's too slow it's 20 to one shot i'm not telling you anything uh but as you can guess i do like the two uh before i talk about the two i'll let you go first if you want to mention anything about the one or, or talk about Ford races,
0: uh, unless you want
1: me to talk no, about no, it or i will no you
0: you just go ahead and i'll i'll raise my hand when when i feel like I have something positive or negative. All right.
1: We're, we're well over an hour. And so I'll try and go quickly here and uh, just run through the horses. Four races is a horse I think is going to win this race. Now the argument would be, there's a lot of speed in the race, but like I said, last time, first of all, two backs, she ran really well. She dueled a two to one shot and got fourth in a grade three last race. She dueled. I said that even money who, who faded considerably. So I thought she was much the best last race. Now the argument is she could get in another speed duel. There's other speed in the race. But she's the best horse to me in this race. Although, I'll talk about Venetian Harbor, who's very close. And most people would think Venetian Harbor is better. Uh, So I'm definitely keen on the two. But I'm not only going to single the two in case there is that speed null in this race. The three, secondary market. I thought her last couple races were better than they look. Um, Last race in a grade two in New York, uh, secondary market, the three horse was squeezed early um, and lacked some room on the back stretch. It doesn't really say too much about that. Um, So I thought she ran okay. But even if I add some to her buyer, I, I just don't think she's fast enough. But she's in the mix. She would be my fourth-likeliest winner here in secondary market. Finite is an interesting horse. Finite was a horse who was probably one of the early favorites for the Kentucky Oaks earlier in the year. Uh, she was running at Fairgrounds. She won that grade two Rachel Alexander in February by four lengths. And look who was in that race. She was a skydiver. She beat easily. Then she ran another race. and uh, I, I only bring up races that I do well in. Otherwise, I keep my mouth shut. Uh, I had Bonnie South that day. who closed from last uh, at about six to one for uh, Brad Cox against Finite. I took a stand against Finite that day. I forgot why, to be honest, because her races were fine. Uh, maybe just the price. And She really didn't have an excuse. She had a wide trip, but I didn't find an excuse. She doesn't come back for like five months, so maybe something went wrong. She, they tried her on the turf. For, I, I don't know why. Maybe just to get her a race. I'm not sure, so I don't want to you know, judge. It was a very tough turf race, uh, but didn't really do anything in the turf race. Is the cutback a key? I don't know. She won't great around two turns. So why should the cutback be the key? Is the rest the key? I can see Finite maybe winning, but I'm going to assume she just was precocious early, use a word you like, and she's not the same horse. Oh, thank you. I thought you were saying something Uh, Ding, ding, ding. Thank you. Um, So I can't blame you if you like Finite. You're getting a decent price. I'm going to think that that – I mean, she beats her sky very easily. I'm going to say no. Venetian Harbor is the other or maybe even the most likely winner. Her last race, she, I don't know, dueled or chased Gamim, whatever you want to say, who's a monster, at seven Furlongs. I can't blame you for using this horse or liking this horse. I definitely like the horse. It's hard to separate Venetian Harbor to me with four races of two. So I'll take the price with the two. Um, uh, Four Graces. Um, but Venetian Harbor definitely has a good shot here. I think Four Graces has more early speed. Venetian Harbor, who had been running longer, uh, I think can sit a little off the pace. And, and if someone else goes in Four Graces, Venetian Harbor has a good shot. If, if they let Four Graces go at all, Four Graces should win. Uh, but like I said, for the odds, I'll, I'll try and beat Venetian Harbor, but uh, I'm probably going to be using this horse also. I hate to use two chalks. The six Reagan Edge. Sh- had a three wide trip last time in a grade two prior S. Frank's Roquette is a, a nice horse. Um, but she was in a good spot. Despite being wide, she was a little off the pace. I thought it was a good spot and, and ideal, you know, pretty good trip. This horse, two back surprise. I didn't like her at all. Two back in that race at Belmont, the victory ride. And she surprised and hung around chasing Frank's Roquette and, and almost won, like lost the head bob, was, you know, at one point ahead of Frank's Roquette. So she ran well, but I just don't think she's getting that much better. I think this is what she is, and I think it's a little short well, here. Go ahead. Well, what, what, what I will say is
0: that Reagan's edge gets a huge jock upgrade uh this time around.
1: Don't and you agree? Are you being serious or no? Oh boy! All right. Um, Jose, you know what? Listen, I will say.
0: Rockfest, Rocky, we you, you know, uh, we've got Floral I like Frank's Edge a little bit for the price. Reagan's Edge.
1: Reagan's edge. I'm it. sorry,
0: yeah, Reagan's Edge. Um, Frank, I got Frank's Rocket on my I know, mind. I know, that's <laughs> <tricky>. <laughs> I know, uh, tricky. Only because, you know, obviously you have has to step up a little bit. Um, but I think the extra distance is going to help. And has the running style that if the race falls apart with all the speed, and and my second my second favorite uh, ownership stables is Leal, uh, who is uh, Roy and Gretchen Jackson, who own Barbaro. Uh, they typically use Arnold Delacour, uh, but uh, Sherry DeVoe is uh, training this horse. So yeah, and uh, listen- that, that's why that's why I give Reagan's edge. Ed- ed-
1: yeah, no, 95 to 99, maybe 100% of people listening will think Drew is better than Lescano, and maybe he is. I, I was only teasing you. I know Drew is very good. I um, was only teasing you about the I know. big... My point is, even if Drew is as good as anyone around, you know, Lescano's not much worse. But regardless, I just think the horse is kind of maybe peaked, and I wouldn't be shocked. Don't knock him off your tickets if you're listening because of me, or, or if you want to keep him off because of GQ, you can. But um, don't knock him off. But if you didn't love the horse, I, I don't see need. To, to include totally shape another interesting horse kind of like finite this is a horse who early on was like four for four five for five down at Gulfstream I've been against this horse and I lost a lot of money against him because her uh-huh, because every time oh she got a perfect trip oh a perfect trip can't happen and every time she got a great trip then reality set came in in the um in the Oaks uh was it the Gulfstream Park Oaks on March 28th it was the first time around two turns I don't know if that was it Swiss Skydiver went to the lead. It was a, a speed favoring track, and Swiss Skydiver, which is why I didn't like her coming out of that race. Swiss Skydiver, she's since run much better, but Swiss Skydiver just wired the field easily that day. Um, of just rang kind of crappy that day, although once she was off the pace, she had no shot. Uh, came back in another race, going two turns, won by three lengths, but against no one, and uh, didn't put up a mixed speed figure. Hasn't put up a mixed speed figure. Did have trouble in the Charlestown race, got stuck on the rail, could have won the race. I think. She wasn't winning at that point. She looked like she was going to make a little move, but not much. But even if she won, it would have been saving ground with the perfect trip. I just think she's not what she was. I always worry about these, quote, super trainers uh, and whatever they're using there. But, um, you know, I, I'm going to – I don't think tonal shape has much of a shot. Um, the eight horse is one that I'm using, fair maiden, 15 Woo! to one. So there you go. You got a little bit of a price. I'm not all chalk, right, all the time. Uh, this one was racing on the turf or polytrack, track, whatever, before that, um, last year came back off a long layoff, hadn't run since November, ran September 19th. It was just uh, an allowance race, optional claiming race. So it wasn't the hardest race at all. The fact she was seven to two shows you it wasn't the greatest race, but if you watch the race and I'm not great at like, you know, jockey tactics, she was just being pulled back fought by Corey Lannery the whole time. And she could have been on the lead. I guess she was very keen off the layoff. They say horses do that a lot. They're kind of fresh off the left. They want to run fast. So I guess they were just trying to keep her back and all. She won for fun. She didn't beat all that much. I mean, she needs decent horses, but not like this quality. But the layoff, she's better now. She was fighting the ride the whole time. Mm-hmm. She could have won by 20 lengths if you just let her run, probably. But I'm sure they did it for a reason. So I think this horse has reason to improve a lot from his la- her last race. And if I'm looking for a price, Hopefully can sit a little off the pace like she did last time. Maybe that's what they were teaching her to rate a little bit. Uh, and if there is a pace, and even if not, I think Fair Maiden actually has a decent shot. Got to improve, but I think she can. So this is my other horse in this race. I'm only going three deep in the uh, in the race. I'm going to mostly go two, four graces, and eight Fair Maiden. I'll probably throw Venetian Harbour in because I hate to lose a pick five with some prices because I left out Venetian Harbour. Obviously, has a good shot. The nine, I think, uh, had an easy lead last time. I love Bill Mott. Um, I don't love the jockey at all, but I love Bill Mott, but, uh, I'm not using the nine. I think just not fast enough. The 10 secret keeper, um, last race was pressed by and kind of duelled the nine to five shot and faded to fifth. Um, so not terrible, but the stalkers did okay. It was great. Three race. I just don't think that race was as tough. I can't blame you. If you like the 10, it's not a, like sometimes I cross out horses. They don't have a shot. Like I crossed out the nine out. He has a shot. The 10 has a shot. If you're betting a 12 to one shot, I take the 10 over the nine. I don't love here, so in the pick five, I'm gonna end up probably going three deep with the two, the five, and the eight. Again, I hate to use the two chalks, um, but I'm gonna do it because I will have some prizes elsewhere. I don't want to lose because of that, leaving out Venetian Harbor. Uh, I'm not against her; I just like four graces price better. In my verticals, though, I am gonna try and beat um, um, Venetian Harbor, and I'm just gonna box four graces with the two, with the eight Fair Maiden. Um, and I'm going to actually bet a win bet here on fair maiden, assuming she's double digit. If she's like six to one, I, I won't bet, but if she's anywhere near 15 to one or more, which I think she will be, um, I, I'm going to take a bet. I think she'll be in the twenties, but you know, I'll, I'll take a chance with a win bet on her, uh, in this race. And I actually oh. didn't mention last race. I'm going to bet a pick three in race uh, eight. So I didn't mention it last race and now I'll, I'll wrap up. Sorry, but I was going to bet a pick three. I was going to single Corelli last race. And I was going to use four races and fair maiden this race. And only two horses next race. I'll talk about that maybe next race. Anyway, so I was long-winded there. Sorry. I said I'd carry the ball in that race. But anything you want to add or, or talk about, touch on before we go to the finale.
0: So so are, are you willing to use
1: uh, your eight-horse fair maiden and a challenge bet? Uh, there's a chance here. We'll talk about that at the end. There's definitely a chance here. But I think it's a little, the only reason I'm not going to is because I think our two favorites are so good that – even though I think she has a shot and I think she's got the third best shot personally, despite being 15 to one, I- I'm looking for a race. Like if I was playing a contest, which I'm not a contest player, but if I was betting a 12 or 15 to one shot, I'm looking for one in a race where I don't like the favorites. And I do like the favorites here. So that's the only reason why I wouldn't have her. but yes, otherwise I like her
0: fair enough. On to the nightcap.
1: All right. You- then 16,
0: $20,000. Now I'm under two.
1: All right. You you're, want me to run the uh, run roost here? All right. I, I put yeah. a lot of time into these uh, last two, so we'll see if it pays off. Well, yeah. I was a little surprised in the morning line here. Not totally, but a little surprised. I like the one a lot here. Why, why, Paul, why? I guess uh, someone wasn't happy with the decision that Paul made or did. <laughs> um, the horse, the only thing that scares me about this is there's no speed. And I don't usually look at this. I, I shouldn't say that. It's one of the lower things that i look for like number eight or nine on my list of handicapping but there doesn't appear to be much speed in the race and it's keeneland where speed generally is very good so i'm a little scared of that but the horse last race actually had a slight stumble at the start so while she was far back he was far back he's not necessarily have to be that far back um he's shown some races where he's been a little closer so um i don't think the horse will be that far back i hope uh, I don't know. I know Declan can a little bit, but I don't follow Kentucky much, so I don't know if he's like an aggressive rider or not. I, I kind of hope he is. Um, but this is the horse I like the most, actually. So last race had a slightly slight somewhat slight at the start. Further back than she wanted to. Saved ground the first turn. Went four wide the second turn. Kind of evens out to decent trip. But between the slow start, I thought she uh, he ran fairly well. And I think if he runs any better and could improve off of that, he's the best horse. So that's the horse I like the most. My second pick is actually right next door, the two, at five to two, not big odds. Uh, quarterback Dak, I assume they're not scratching the horse because of the real Dak, what happened to him. Oh, eight, 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 too
0: soon. Day. I'm not a
1: Cowboy <laughs> fan, but we're not going to talk football because we know what kind of fan I am. And i um, got a paper bag over my head uh, when I watch these games. So uh, for those out there. J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. At least we should get a good pick again to blow. Um, but yeah, anyway. They, they let go. Uh, the only guy who
0: uh, probably could run the ball. What the hell was well, that? Well, I will say, I don't, I'm not I, disappointed. I'm not the podcast
1: into a football, but since you brought the Jets, I'm what not the insa- hell was that? <laughs> I'm not upset about that because I just wanted to lose every game. At this point, A, they'll fire the coach, and B, they'll get a good pick. So why not get rid of any decent players you have? Um, I actually like the GM one thing he did is he kind of cleaned house of a lot of the headaches, not to say maybe on Bell's headache. Uh, maybe he is, maybe he's not, I don't know. Um, but he cleared house of that. It lost some talent, unfortunately, but I like long-term what he's doing, kind of just starting from scratch. So, um, And I think he's keeping Gaze around. I think they were like friends before they worked in Philly together. Let him keep Gaze the rest of the year. Let him lose every game, hopefully. And we'll start fresh with uh, uh, who's the Atlanta Falcons coach that got fired, uh, who they almost hired last time, the Jets. Who's the guy who just got fired? Dan uh, oh, well, Quinn or something like that. I can't remember. Yeah, Dan Quinn. It? All yeah. right. Dan the, Quinn. The, about five years ago, six years ago, when Atlanta hired him, the Jets, I know people don't care about this, but the Jets were between him <laughs> and uh, Todd Bowles, and they ended up going. I don't know if Atlanta hired um, Quinn or whatever his name is first or the Jets hired Bowles first, but those are the two finalists for the Jets job, and Quinn is a um, is a Jersey guy. So it makes a lot of sense. I don't know if he's a good coach and I didn't really watch Falcon games, but I have a feeling he's going to be the next coach. You heard it here first with no inside information. Anyway, quarterback Dak, the two. All right, his last two races are on turf. I kind of ignore those. His race before that was at 30,000. Now, non-winners are the two. So same thing, horses who have only won one race lifetime. They haven't won two lifetime. But just like why, why, Polly why, which I didn't mention about him, same thing with the two. He's dropping from that race. So they both ran against better horses, and they ran pretty well. Um, the two, it was an okay race. He had a decent trip, nothing special, nothing terrible, but you know, excuse me, a 74 buyer, which is good enough to win this against better. So why can't he do better against these? The only reason I like the one better is because I think the one is going to be a better price. Uh, so I take the one, you know, instead of paying for Wesley Ward, I'll take Larry Demerite, who I don't know much about if that's how you pronounce it, but I'll take the one over the two. Those are my main two. I think the three has an outside shot here. Um, I actually liked the last race the three ran, um, The horse ran close, and it was a race where he got out pretty slow, kind of just stood there in the gate. It wasn't that slow a start, but stood there in the gate a second. That worries me because maybe he'll do it again. Um, But that hasn't been a main problem. It's been a little bit of a problem, but not a major problem for the horse in in past races, only once in a while. Um, And and the horse closed, and speed was preferable in that race. The horses who were up front held. So I thought the horse ran great. The problem is the number came back a little light. And the second problem is that was against $10,000 claimers, so now stepping up is going to have to run a little better. Not much, but a little better, but against better horses. So I can't blame it's Keeneland, and there's not much speed in the race, and he's a deep closer. So for those reasons, I'm not really using the three much here. But I, I like the horse on a neutral track where I felt more speed in the race. I, I would give it a three a shot. I'll go quick. The four I don't like. Had a good trip. No excuse. Last time, the four, that's Tiz McNamara I'm not using. The five, Wind Twist, I think it's too slow. I'm not using that horse at all. The six, Ravinio, if you – at least this horse has an outside shot, but I don't really like the horse. It's really a tailed off uh, the last couple of races. I love Nick Zito and all, but um, he does have back races that could win this. So if you want to argue that, but it's been a long time between drinks for him. And I won I, for 17. I, I can't say I like the horse at all. I'm not using the horse, but I want to talk you off where the others, I would say no shot. The seven fast recovery, 15 to one. I thought the last race set up for a closer. I thought he benefited from it. It was a maiden claiming 10,000 is a big step up. I don't like that horse at all today. Drink, I don't necessarily like this horse. My fear is there's not much speed and the horse has some speed. Not not a a real fast horse, but has a little speed. Should be on or close to the lead. That scares me. But the horse had an easy lead against 10,000 claimers last time. Couldn't get the job done. That was the race I mentioned the three horse was in, Money for Mischief. I thought the three ran a lot better than the eight. So I know Drew, Johnny Ortiz, we both like, but I don't think this horse is going to win the race. I can't blame you. The dynamics, the track might help this horse, but I'm not using uh drink here other than, you know, if I go deeper in a race like uh triples or supers, the nine El Supremo. Um, now this is an interesting horse. He's dropping to the lowest level that he's run, I guess, because those allowance races have, Lone Star, I guess they're better than this race, but maybe, yeah, they must be better than this race. Uh, Normally, an allowance would be much better than this, but, um, you know, Lone Star, I don't know, but I I think it was. There were a lot of horses at Lone Star with every track closed, so I I think it was okay. Uh, Last race, he ran at the same level that the one and two ran, that 30000 two. now he's dropping to 20, and the figure came back pretty decent, got a 70 buyer, which is similar to the one and two, so I can see this horse doing well. I was a little shocked that it was only seven to two morning line, I thought more five to one, six to one. I'm going against this horse. No excuse last time. The drop will help. The figure fits. So I can see if you like the nine, go for it. Outside post, probably not going to help. Not a ton of speed, although it we'll won't be that far back maybe get the jump on the one or the two. I don't know. Like I said, the horse that shot, but in seven to two, I'm not going to use the horse. And then um, checkmate, I guess, checkmate, a little uh, pun on the uh, chess game there. I don't like this horse other than this could be the lone speed in the race. The horse has not run a figure fast enough. Uh, the better speed figures were because, like two back, the 62 Buyer and, and Indiana Grand and an allowance two x race. The horse was seven to two, so I don't know how great that race was. That this horse was seven to two had a relatively easy lead, coughed it up. Um, last race, just I mean, yeah, it was against forty thousand, but it was o- and it was open so not a non was a two, but it was only three year old. So I don't know how to compare that race. I guess it was a tougher race than this one. In fact, if you look, I'm pretty sure, um, wasn't lonely, uh, private the horse that was running earlier that I didn't like, I'm pretty sure. Yes. Um, yes. yeah, whatever. I yeah. forgot what race it was. So I, yep. don't know. I just, Sixth race. yeah. Who I think was might have had an easy lead that day. I don't know. Check. my The only reason I would like the 10 is if it's the only speed in this race, Uh, but I don't want to take a horse that I'm just praying gets an easy leads. But if you like the 10 for that reason, I can see it. I'm hoping the eight and the 10 kind of go out or Maybe the 10 doesn't break. Who knows what happens? But anyway, so in my analysis, after all that, the one is my main horse here. Why, why, Paul, why? The two is my other horse, quarterback Dak. I don't think I'm going to go any deeper in my pick five. I'm going to keep it short with those. If I went deeper, I'd probably say the 10, because it could be the only speed. The three and the nine, maybe, because the nine is run fast enough, and it's dropping. The three, I said, ran a really good race, just against cheaper, and might be up against it pace-wise, but I hate to leave the horse out totally if I was going deep. Uh, and the eight would be the other horse if I had to go six deep. Um, I'm not going to bet this race vertically, other than if the one is decent odds, five to one or more, I'll bet to win. I mentioned how I'm going to bet pick three is from race um, eight. On a single Corelli, the seven in the pick three. Um, in, in the previous race, race now I'm going to use four graces. I mentioned the two and the five. I'm sorry, the eight Fair Maiden, and in this race I'm going to use a one-two. So I'll be one by two by two, but I'm going to get extra with the one here in the pick-five, uh, pick-three. So I'll have a, a lot more money on the one than the two, um, just because I, I think they're similar and the one's going to be a better price. So that's where I'm at in this race. I, I thought about going six deep because if I use all six, I'll be okay, and I don't think my ticket will be that much. But as of now, I'm probably just leaning to the one-two. So I'll let you say anything you want about the race, and I'll talk about the um, pick-five ticket. We'll talk about our bets, and, and we'll wrap up the show. We're almost done.
0: Yeah, it, this is a mishmash where I, I'm just going to look at horses that are going down, you know, dro- dropping in class because there's so many of them that when they, they ran decent and then they're going up in class. So when in doubt, use a class dropper. So even though you don't like the nine, I, I'll i I'll use him with the uh, one and the two. Interesting uh, tidbit. Um uh, the short time while you were talking, I uh, wound up um, going out on the internet. I was concerned about the the change in, you know, previously trained the the three horse money for mischief Mm -hmm. Um, was previously trained by Angel Montano and um, 22% trainer. I was wondering, okay, why, why did the the trainer change? Well, unfortunately, Mr. Montano passed away at age 80 uh, two weeks ago. So that's uh um so you know uh the horse is going up it, somehow after the claim um was running better than what Dale Romans was doing with the horse on turf being on dirt. But uh, it's just unfortunately my tidbit of the day as far as I often wonder why uh trainers, you know, it's switching of trainers, usually it's a private sale or something else. Unfortunately, um, Mr. Montano uh, passed away. So on that bright note, um, why don't you tell us your winning pick five?
1: All right. So here's how I'm going to attack it um, as of now. Uh, first race, I'm just going to use a one in five, Cole Bobby. and the five, Mr. K. That's race six. Race seven, I'm going to go deep here. I mentioned eight horses. I'll read them off, you know, since so people want to jot them down. I don't know if they really care that much. Two, four, five, ten. Ten. But I'm also going to use 7, 9, 11, 12. Sorry, they weren't in order. 2, 4, 5, 10, 7, 9, 11, 12. That's 8 deep. If any other horse that I didn't use has a good workout report, I'll throw them in because at that point it's not going to cost me very much money. I'm gonna I, sing- before, you,
0: before you go on, what's the deal with these workout reports? I mean, it's not like... You know, the, the, horror, why do these workout reports not come out until race day? Is
1: that the big secret? You know, that they uh, don't want the, the, the information passed around. What's the deal? I don't know enough about it, but I guess I'm a big enough better at DRF bets that as a perk. They send you workout reports for free. I wouldn't, you know, I'm not saying I wouldn't pay for them, but um, you know, only on select days I may pay for them with a lot of two-year-old races, but um, they send them out. And the guy who my rep is, I guess, he's like my, uh, liaison or whatever you want to call it my uh my uh concierge (laughs) um he sends he emails them the night before and a lot of times they'll email in the morning saying oh sorry i forgot the night before here Uh, they are so i don't know how early they come out that's when i get them maybe you can purchase them earlier i'm not sure so people out there get them and and that's the drf ones uh i know like uh what is it bruno racing with bruno has them i don't know how early you can purchase them if you want they really are valuable it's tough though because especially if you're betting 50 or hundred bucks on the day or 120 bucks to spend 10, $15 on a workout report. That's a lot of your budget to spend. Uh, if you're betting hundreds and hundreds of dollars though, it might not be a terrible idea, uh, to look into them. But anyway, so I'm eight deep there in race seven, uh, at, at least I, I might go more depending on the workout reports. I'm going to single Corelli in race eight. So, so far I'm two by eight, possibly more by one. I'm just going to use three horses in race nine the two Ford races, the five Venetian Harbour, I said I'm chopping out here a little, and the eight, was that, um, I forgot the name of the horse offhand. Was that Fair Maiden? Fair Okay, fair eight made. Fair name. So I'm three deep there. And now here's where I have to make my decision. Doing the math, two by eight by one by three. So I'll do the math quickly. That's 16 times three is 48 divided by two. I'm at $24 a horse in the last race. So I have to decide, do I just want to use a one-two, which I'm leaning towards, and it's a $48 ticket? And then I can do my Tommy Masses method where I press with certain horses, like with um, you know, Venetian Harbor only a 50 cents, four grains, I'll a dollar, a dollar 50. Um, in, in that baby race, race seven. The, my top four, I'll bet extra with instead of you know, all eight of them. Um, I have to decide what I want to do. So it's either I'm going to press that ticket that's $48, or I'll throw in a few more in the last race, maybe throw in that 10 is the only speed or the three nine. But I'm leaning towards that first thing where it's a $48 ticket. So, real quickly, one more time, one five with, I'll try and get it an order in order the next race, Two, four, five, seven, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. 10, 11, 12. So, almost all with seven in race eight, Corelli, with two, five, eight, with one, two in the last. Um, so, that's my $48 ticket. And the fact that I do have a decent amount of chalk in there, I probably won't spread in that last race. I'll probably keep it at $48. Uh, and like I said, a little extra on some of the combinations, but I don't believe in ABC. I'm not going to go, all right, and in my next ticket, I'm going to single four races and go deeper in the Corelli race. I just think you're bending against yourself, but we've been talking for a long time, so I don't want to get too much into that. Um, as for be- – unless you have a pick five you want to shout out, we also got to do the pick of the week, which I updated the numbers on embarrassingly. Um, nah,
0: no, no pick five for me. Nobody gives a crap. All right, I, I don't somebody. know about
1: that, but uh, anyway – so in the pick challenge, uh, we didn't do it last week. I'm, I'm down $180. I'm going to like be kicked off the podcast soon. And you're up $106 profit. So I'll let you go first as the big winner here. What's your, uh, I, what's your, big I, idea? I'll, I'll put my money where my
0: mouth is. And the thing is in the seventh race, the five, the horse willful woman. The problem is if she's meant to win, it's not going to be six to one. Probably go five to two, maybe lower. So I'm going to pick. Uh, I'll I'll go uh, since I'm up so much. I'll I'll do a uh, twenty to win on this five willful women woman in the seventh race at Keeneland to take down
1: Midnight Bisou's baby sister. All right, and my bet will be. I'm going to keep it simple here, but you know, try and hit something. Uh, I'm not going to use, like you, we mentioned, that horse, uh, Fairman, just because I'm, I'm worried about the favorites there. I thought about Mr. K in, uh, in race six with Cool Bobby, but maybe I'm playing it too safe here. Uh, I'm going to go to the last race, and uh, the two wards, I just think they're the two best horses. They're, they're well-posted on the inside. I'm going to do, um, I, I hope I'm allowed to do this, uh, $10 exacta box, 1-2 in race 10, and then a $20, we're up to $40, and a $20 exacta 1-2. So I'll have it only ten dollar exactly becomes it if it comes in two one I'll have it thirty dollars if it comes in one two in that last race five more with the one on top, and that will. Let's check with the judges if that's uh, okay. Well, I hope it's not jeopardy. It's yeah, yeah, it's okay. It's, All right. it's okay, Eric. It's passed for the judges. They they need to check the rules of our challenge. So. All right, I appreciate it. Thank you for the judges out there. All right, you have anything else you uh to say before we uh bid adieu?
0: No. Um... In in the uh, uh, game, or not the game, I don't know. Uh, it was Columbus Day on Monday, so I'm calling it Columbus Week. So go ahead and discover your uh, local racetrack. I might actually go down to Laurel and might be one of the lucky 250 people who were let in to see the, the claiming
1: crap that they're
0: running on Saturday. What about you?
1: No, I'll uh... – I started to venture out to my uh, OTB hangout. It's like a huge place with a lot of screens. You get your own desk. I got my friends there who listen to the podcast. Thank you, guys. Um, so I'll probably venture out to there again and, uh, and watch it there. But I, I can't go to the races. So one of these days, maybe I'll wait till the, the spring. I don't know if I'm going to go now unless the weather's good. Uh, maybe I'll take a ride down one weekend. I'll even meet you at Laurel or something like that. Uh, I'm reluctant oh. to travel a little bit still, but at some point, maybe uh, if you guys come off the uh, COVID watch list and I'm allowed to see you without quarantining for two weeks, uh, then I'll come down and uh, and take a visit.
0: Sounds good. Um, next week, to give me a little teaser, not unless there's something really big happening at uh, um, one of the you know the the greatest tracks in, in the world, you know, by far, because they have the best jockeys. Belmont is always our number one (laughs) if they got a decent card for Saturday. Um, But it's Maryland Million Day next Saturday. So we'll take a gander at that. That might make the cut, or at least we might, um, since I'm more familiar with
1: that. Yeah, you know what? I I know you're teasing Laurel. I actually like betting Laurel. I don't care that they're claimers or whatever. I just want decent field sizes. Um, and, And not that they're getting it. My problem with Laurel recently, and I know it's a little bit of an uptick in their handle, and I'm not someone who needs like five hundred thousand dollars in the per, in the pool to, to bet. But if I'm betting a pick five and there's fourteen thousand in it, I want to win more than fourteen thousand. So it's fifteen. The average pick five pool seems to be about fifteen thousand. You take out, I know it's only like twelve percent they take out. It's uh, pretty low, which is good for, for right. horse racing. So you're talking, you know, even they're taking out like two thousand from that. So you're talking thirteen thousand in the pool. I just I like to swing for the fences and I know that's a nice amount and I'm not sneezing at winning 13,000 but you know and someone else luckily has the same ticket now it's in half two people have it. You cut it in a third so that's my only problem at Laurel but I think on Maryland Millions day they'll get bigger pools and I'm actually looking forward to betting and I hope the card comes out nicely I hope it doesn't rain for the next two weeks because if it rains today they might be off the turf for the next three weeks at Laurel but uh yeah I'm yeah, that yeah the weather's good
0: Right. They they, they uh they were off the turf today, t- Thursday at Laurel. They might be off the turf on Friday and Saturday. No rain. Hasn't rained in the last 48 hours. But someone told me that this morning at Laurel, they thought they saw a fox run out on the turf course and take a piss. So they had to take it all off the turf. So <laughs> hopefully they can keep the uh, animals off of the turf course overnight. What? But you know what? Don't be surprised if they take them off the turf. Here, here's another bitch for uh, for the the end of the podcast, okay? Laurel did this in previous years. It's the old bait and switch. They write these turf races and then they have no intentions on running them on the turf so they they get full fields and then they like give you the furry eyebrow if you want to scratch your horse it's not a dirt horse. So, sorry, Laurel. You haven't done me any freaking favors over the past 20-plus years that I've promoted your product. So, you know what? Be up and up with uh, the owners and the trainers. Write the races that are going to go. Sorry. And I guess,
1: I guess if Stan Salter uh, takes a seat, uh, you know, backs out of his job there, I guess you're not getting hired now. But uh, we'll hope for Timonium <laughs> for you. You can get back there if they ever run again. Uh, and I'm looking forward to your uh the other day at the OTB there, you said. I saw some pictures that looked nice.
0: Yes, I was. They, they, they did some upgrades to the OTB. It's real nice. Uh, so yeah, um, if we get uh, rid of COVID by uh, next Labor Day, God willing, maybe I'll, I'll
1: be there. I hope so and uh, look forward to it and look forward to going to a racetrack at some point. Uh, I did go over the summer to Monmouth uh, late August that was the last time I was at a racetrack so uh at some point uh we'll uh we'll get back to a racetrack and uh looking forward to that anyway we've been going a long time hopefully you guys if you're still listening the three of you who hung with us this long uh I, I hope you I have good luck they, yeah I think they stopped listening when we started talking about the Jets I would not doubt it because I probably would too but I, I kept it brief. You had a you got to give me, uh, Ajita, 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 the, uh, the end of the podcast here. Thanks a lot. <laughs> All right. On that note, go Jets lose the game. So we can get a number one draft pick and screw it up. Uh, good luck at Keeneland this weekend, everyone. GQ. Thank you. Wonderful job. We'll be chatting thank over you. the next few days. I'm sure. Have and a great day, everyone. Forward,
0: look forward to the weekend and, uh, next week. And th- thanks a lot for doing this, Eric. And, uh, Letting it uh, out on social media for all to see. No problem. All right, everyone. We'll see you all later. Take care. Bye.